You are now watching Believe. Do you believe? All right. Welcome to another edition of The Late Show. And today, we got a special guest. He's an NBA champion. He's got, in my opinion, the number one sports podcast in the world. He goes by the name of Matt Barnes. Thank Matt you so Barnes, much for coming. Guy. Man, I appreciate that, man. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, Will Smith on his podcast, he did. my dude. Yeah, that's man. like huge. They're like, that's like you got tears and yeah, right like, there. yeah, like, <laughs> took them over there. Yeah, but before we get into that, you know, we talk about your career on the court, off the court. Let's talk a little about the Lakers. Um, rough start, and as you know, they just started to you know play well again. Um, they ended up blowing a seventeen point lead in the fourth quarter. Tough buzzer beater. They was up seventeen. They were up seventeen in the fourth. And they collapsed. So I want to know what your, you know, what your mindset is on what your opinion is on the Lakers right now. Um, I mean, I think they're just learning and going through it. I mean, this is a brand new coach, new system, new philosophy. And unfortunately, we, we live in a day and age where you don't have time to grow and, and get chemistry and rhythm. They expect it to be like this, particularly because it's the Lakers, too. You know, so I just feel like. You know, this team has never been healthy enough to really see what they have. You know, AD and Braun played in, I don't remember how many games last year, but it wasn't a lot. Uh, this year they've been in and out. But what I've noticed lately is the greatness of them individually when the other one's not playing. Right. I mean, you saw AD's run with 30-plus and 15-plus for three or four straight games. Mm -hmm. And then Braun blessed San Antonio with 39 and, like, seven threes. But AD was out. And when AD was working, Braun was out. So... It'll be interesting to see if if they can both be on that top tier level at the same at time. At the same time, you know, I feel like Russ buying into his role. I think he's been doing a really good job at what he's doing. They got some role players, you know, Lonnie Walker, Austin Reeves that are playing well. So, I just think this team needs more time. I'm not saying that's gonna do anything, but I think to before we we judge him every single day. You know, what I mean, you think about Boston last year with Edoka. Boston was terrible last year up until like yep. the January yep. point in the. In the and I'm not saying this is the same team, but I'm just saying I say that to say because it takes – this is a new staff, so it's new. Again, everything. Everything's new. Everything is new. And, that, and LO will tell you that shit is hard to do, especially when they're talking about you 24-7, 365. So. I mean, you, you're you on the Lakers. You know how it is compared to other teams. It's different. Lakers the fans, different. media. Winning, I never got a chance to win-win with these guys, but losing, everything is under the – it's, it's bigger. Everything is bigger. Under the microscope. <clears throat> so you know how Laker fans are where you know we'll win we'll lose one game the first game of the season trade everyone yeah but it got to a point you know you know we own five losing a bunch of games and Lamar actually said the Lakers should trade AD or at mm. least explore it I said from the beginning and I want to preface this by saying I don't think Russ is our problem I think he's accepted his role and flourishing it but I I think that he's a scapegoat of course, but I'm saying I think it's should trade him because I think they can use him to get valuable pieces back. I think we need LeBron and AD. So what do you yeah, think about I mean, the big three? It's, it's tough. Like I said, I, I don't think they're going to be in a rush to make any moves right now. Um, and I don't think they should be. I think they should see what, what the fuck they have with these three. With Russ Biden in his role and AD and Brown I hate being the offense. I think we don't have shooters. That's, I, think, I think that's the problem. But that's why everyone has shrunk on them. You know, yeah. that's the problem. So they're mm -hmm. going to have to be able to be super creative and figure it out if they can make smaller moves to, like, somehow get shooters. Because shoot, there's some shooters out there. You know what I mean? I, I don't think they necessarily have to try to hit a home run with Russ. Um, I would try to, you know, they have some pieces, try to move some pieces to get some shooters. Um, 
But I mean, I like Schroeder. I think Schroeder being healthy is going to help them. Um, maybe the, you know, and maybe they trade a, a Pat Bev. You know, with Schroeder coming back, I think with all due respect, I love Pat Bev, but I think with Schroeder coming back, he could take that starting point guard position. And I know you can get some shooting for Pat Bev. I mean, he's still a definitely definitely a sought out side after defensive uh, player. But they just need you know maybe more. I mean, that's just an idea that that, that came to my head real quick after burning one on the way here but <laughs> I mean I think I, I just think again they're under a 24 hour 365 magnifying glass mm-hmm. and especially uh, got the best player in the, in the yeah, world yeah so it's just like get, give us some time but we don't have time these days mm. yeah I the mean time is now like you right said Lakers, it's yeah. right he said time on the last podcast right now Lakers yeah. gotta play like it's game seven the playoff starts right now they I'm, can't yeah. I mean it's just not you know, with all these new pieces and young pieces trying to fit in and understand, and you can speak to this, like coming in and play. If you're new, how hard is it coming in playing with a superstar? You know, what I mean, as for role players, I mean that's a huge adjustment too. Now you're playing with two superstars, so you mean like obviously these guys are more free and play different. Take the Clippers for example, last year, mm-hmm. how well Ty Lue had them playing with PG and Kawhi out. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And now they're both back, and all these role players that had elevated roles are having to figure out how do we play with these two stars. You know, so I just think it's gonna it's, it's gonna take some time, and I'm not even sure if time is gonna make them better. But it's just to me, we have to hold our judgment um, until they get some more time together. Yeah. I know it's early, but do you think this Laker team will make the playoffs? <sighs> I believe in them. Yeah? I believe. I don't know if they'll make the playoffs, but I think they can find enough rhythm. Um, yeah, fuck it. I think they can make they the playoffs. They're going to make the playoffs. I think they can make the playoffs. Come on, they got God James. I mean, you, you say that with ultimate confidence. I, I You don't even know, though. Like We're like I seven mean, in. None of us know. Yeah. You I mean, me? we're only, only 20 God games. knows, but they're going to make the playoffs. We're only 20 games in. You know, it's like I said, I think my biggest thing is can Braun and, and AD stay on the court at the same time? Are they gonna really going to go through AD? And if they do, can Braun still, you know, be great night in, night out? Which I believe it can happen, so I think they can. I think I think um, them going through AD is perfect for they LeBron. They need it. But I think AD, you saw it. Yeah. AD needs to demand the ball more. Like he has to, like, I need it. Offensively? I, I know, I know. Touches. You yeah. know, because he'll go through stretches where, he, and he's talked about it in the media where, you know, he's go through times with, I don't get touches. Like, mm-hmm. man, fuck that. Just I'm call Anth- for it. I'm Anthony Davis. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm going to stand in the key for Maybe three seconds. Maybe you don't know how good him. he is. I, yeah, could be. So a lot of players don't. That's been a focal point right now. Yeah. AD's not getting touches. He needs more touches, man. And you see when. I would, I would go in there, cuss the whole locker room out. I don't care who's in there. You know what I mean? Like, everyone knows and everyone says, hey, the, the, the game should go through AD, but the, he has lapses of where he doesn't touch the ball and get attempts. Mm-hmm. So part of that is on the team and part of that's on him for allowing that to continue to happen. Yeah. He's it, too good of a player. past three years, it's happened. We're gonna, we're gonna, Rob's like, before the season starts, we're going to run the offense through AD. LeBron, I mean, we're going to run the offense through AD. When I watch Anthony Davis, I watch, like, tape of him. I'm like, like, I see, like, top five player in the NBA. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. Since I know he said definitely yeah. top five when no healthy. Question. No question. No question. But I think what takes players, and I don't know 80 like that, so this is only a guess, mm-hmm. from the, the talent to up there is their mental approach. That's the thing. The key. You're saying the same thing. You know, we play, you know, the same we thing. play with the greatest mental mm-hmm. giant Assassin. You know, that, that has ever played this game, and that's what takes AD's talent to the – we're talking pure talent. Name someone that has more talent than Anthony Davis. He did. He'll like, do everything. He's seven feet. He's a. He could be a defensive player of the year. He could be an MVP. MVP. He could shoot the three. He could shoot the mid range. He can get you off the dribble. He could post you up. He could dunk. He could block. Sh- I mean, come on, man. What are we talking about? 
<laughs> yeah, AD, AD is probably more skilled than Giannis Antetokounmpo. I believe. It. Really? But Giannis has that skilled, different motor and mindset. So you think AD has Giannis's mind? Oh, it'd be over. Oh, it'd be, be the dangerous. best player ever created. Yeah, one of them. No, I think hands down. If AD Just had nasty? Giannis's mind and motor, oh, it'd be over. It would be unfair. God knew not to do that though. <laughs> it wouldn't be fair. But just how pure talent, Anthony Davis. I mean, name a more talented pure. I mean, you player. see, you see it though. Like you see with the pat, like that, that stretch. Big man is only out. one. There's only one big man that's just talented. Maybe Jokic. But I wouldn't put back, him. Back I would, there you go. I, would, I wouldn't but put his Anthony talent, Davis is pure talent, ahead of and now. Yeah, yeah. now. Anthony Davis more athletic. I want to. I want to shift to Braun because this right now. God James. We call him God James. Right now. He is receiving more hate than he ever has as a Laker, by far. Every time the Lakers lose, it's LeBron's fault. He's slowing down the offense. He's not playing defense. There's no energy. And I want to know what you guys both think about that, because I think it's interesting. What do you think, Lamar? Well, why he? Because he's the best player in the world. That's what. But they never come. They never come after him, though. The Lakers fans have never come. The Lakers fans have never come after him. Like it's your fault. I think they always do. I think, I mean, I think he's probably been the most criticized athlete in the history of the game, to be honest with you, because it's it's been a different game. Social he, media. Social media has been in it now. You know, before you'd have to read it it's or like see it. like I made it, a business in your business. You know, now it's, you know I mean? you're, it's a, again, it's at that 24-hour news cycle. So, I mean, I don't. Got I mean, talented I have the, son. Yeah, I mean. I have, family man. I was, no, so, I'm talking so about, different of, I agree with that, for sure. When you're, you know, possibly yeah. the greatest of all time, you're going to get hate. I'm saying specifically Laker fans. Yeah, I mean, that's. Laker fans, Laker are, no fans are antsy. They usually like, yeah. they'll ride him. They'll be like, "No, nah, he's the best." Like yeah. everyone else's fault. They're well, I mean, think always about, I mean, well, think now. about how hard it was for Laker fans to accept him. Like you know, it's just it just. I mean, I'm a Kobe the, guy. It, yeah. it just depends on the day. You know what how I mean? he so, came over here, how he got here. He hears it. I mean, he hears it. Natural. But it, it just. just what, do you, what do you mean by that? To some people, you know what I mean. I mean, how, how do you, how do you, how do you come get acquired by the Lakers? They signed him. You tell me. I don't know. He wasn't drafted or anything about No. You know what I mean? So he's not like a homegrown favorite. No. You know what I mean? So they're going to be a little bit more testy with him as far as winning and losing concerned. And right now, just lost at the buzzer to Indiana. I mean, it's a, you the got to Indiana's pretty good, though. Yeah. I mean, my dude, you know, the shoulder to wear the crown. I mean, he's yeah. the king. You know what I mean? So it, it's, it's going to be unfair a lot of the time, and it kind of is what it is. But I think he's found his way to navigate through it. I mean, it, like I said, it's not new. It's been happening to him his whole life. Yeah. And the fuck just NBA career, like his whole life, he's been the one. So he's always got hate. God, James. God, uh, James. You mean I, I? I believe in LeBron, and you got to think about it now. Like, how can you not? He's on the he's on the tail end of his career. Like he's riding his 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 exit from the game. You know what I mean? Like yeah, this is another two or three years, but he's riding his ending. You know, you saw Kobe write his ending. You yep. saw Mike write his ending. You know what I mean? So I, I'm a believe in Bron. Uh, because of his all-around game and who he is, but also that he has AD next to him, so we're gonna see what that see what happens. With I think boys. AD taking over extend LeBron James' career at least will. game to game. I, I don't know how many years he's gonna play. Do you, you, do you guys think LeBron has won his last ring? No. You say no. Do I think Bron's won his Does last he, ring? Can he win another one? Yeah. Or is he gonna win another one? He's going to win another you one. Think Facts. so? With this current with this team. I don't know with this team. He might need a. He with Bronny James. He might need a. He might need an upgrade. You know, I mean, he might, he might need another dynamic player. Here or somewhere else. Here. 
Somebody else to put the well, ball. I mean, you think about it. If they ride this season out, which you don't want to do, and you don't want to risk, you know, you don't want to take any of his time for granted. They have a max contract coming off the books, so mm-hmm. they can get another player next year if they just ride this season out. But like you said, fans want it now, 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 now. They don't understand the big picture, the strategic. Mm-hmm. They want to trade around the future first, uh, you know, first round picks. And, yeah. Because they don't know enough. I mean, I'm not, not disrespecting fans, but I don't think they know enough about the intricacies of the game. Yeah. You know, obviously, this is a the fucked business up roster. aspects. This is a fucked up roster. You know, Feel who me? built it? You know what I mean? Did 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 Bron and, and Rich build it, or did Rob Palinka? You know, there's just so many questions out there that people don't know. So it's just like they're 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 in a hole right now. And and, and again, you don't want to waste a Bron year. But again, if they ride this year out, Russ's deal comes off the books. <clears throat> they got money. So you got money, so then you gotta go get somebody. That's what everyone's talking about. The fans, like you just said, they're quick to be like, "Oh, trade our future, trade Russ, and we'll, let's go in all all in right now." Because LeBron has very few good years left. But from an organizational perspective, you're trading away your last two first round picks in the, the next, next the next decade. Years, seven years, eight years. <laughs> but I'm not like I just said. If this Elo made a great point. I mean, Bron, this Bron's third year here, right? I mean, you look at the Warriors, and the Warriors are strategically all in for the rest of Steph Curry's career. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. feel like if it was just in that organization, is 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 just their home. They're together. They've they've been on the journey for what 11, 12 years. Like this is new. There's been a lot of shuffling in the Lakers management over the last five years. Um, you know, so it's just kind of been a it, it's been an uncertain situation. I think they struck gold. You know, LL could tell you how hard it is to put a team together and win a championship that same year, you know, the bubble championship. You know, they, they had two guys are on the How roster. How do you trade that team? Right. You don't bring back a lot of them. If you talk about all then you talk about the future. I mean they had Dwight, they had Javel, So you might as well just do it they had and do it now Caruso, shooting from LeBron. THD. Yeah. You'd be good for right Come now. Oh man. They, in in a matter of two years. They, the entire roster was white except for Braun and A D. They flipped it. And that, that team was solid. I mean you see what Coos is doing now. That's probably what the fans want to know. The Caruso was a, it was a crowd favorite. You feel me? Yep. You know Why are we I mean? out now, there Now we got this. Osiris, though. Yeah. We had this. You know, uh, uh, what's, what's his name? Uh, Caldwell Pope mm-hmm. and Big Shots. JaVale and Dwight played their asses off. Man, it was – they had – They just traded everybody? Or let them go. Hmm. Yeah, in a matter of two years. Yeah. So, it's just a tough situation, man. But like I said, I'm, I, I would bet on Braun somehow, some way. How could you not? Been in the finals how many years? Nine or ten years. Some kids are like kids that watching the NBA the last nine years growing up watching him in the finals. Yeah. There was one there was someone that it was a stat, like LeBron's been playing in the league for twenty years and he was playing against a kid that was nineteen years old. It was mm-hmm. like it's crazy how long and he's how's how he's been dominating yeah, his entire time. career. Mm-hmm. Incredible. But I wanna I wanna talk about Darvin Ham, because I know you guys are both under him in two thousand eleven. Um do you think well, how do you think he's done so far, given the whole situation top to bottom? Well, I think he's done good being that he hasn't had LeBron and AD the whole time. And the team is still keeping afloat. But I just want to see the way he played the game. I want to see that um, type of mentality and um, aggressiveness rub off on his right. team. I want to see the Lakers play with his type of um, the way he played the game. And that'll let me know that he's doing a good job of being a coach. Um, I love what he's done so far. I mean, to me, the biggest thing is he got Russell Westbrook to buy into his role. 
No one. That wouldn't happen with Frank Vogel. I don't know if there's anyone <laughs> that wouldn't else happen that, with anybody. <laughs> yeah, so I'm saying I don't know if there's anyone yeah. else that. But but you know, talking to Darwin, he had him on the show. Like he went not out of his way because he wanted to do it, but he made sure he made a relationship with Russ. Phone calls, getting together, eating, talking to him, letting him know how important he is to this team, and fuck all this outside noise. And that's saying a lot because these these LA. I feel like Russ is probably the most district one. Has got the most uh, legendary player. Like I said, LeBron's probably got the most hate. But someone who of, of Russell Westbrook's stature has, stature has got the most disrespect. I don't think the, people really understand what type of player he is. Incredible. What he brings to it's the first short term memory. First bout Hall of Fame. Oh, what he brings sure. to the average triple double. For multiple years. Presses up. Defense, Every play. Full speed. Would reconstruct the knees. Plays right. with effort and energy. On, every possession. Every game. I like, love Russ. I mean, he's a like, what I you love want him Russ. to do? Like, but it's like, uh, to me, the he hate shoot, he's got. He's not a great shooter. I say all that to say. You got to fuck but up. But think about when he was in his bag. We, no one could stop his mid-range. He would mm-hmm. get hot and hit threes. Yeah. Like, Russ was a motherfucker. People are crazy. But anyway, um, he got Russ to buy into his role. And I don't know if there's another head coach in the league that could have did that. So I respect that. He and, and and I think these guys, you know, believe in him. You know what I mean? I, or at least they respect him. Uh, and 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 that's key to have a respect in the locker room. So they respect him, and, and again, until they get more time, we're gonna have to wait and see. You know what this materializes into. So they just need time together. You think? Yeah, it's only been twenty games. <laughs> you know what I mean? And when, and, and make five, it feel like a like it's right, ten years, like yeah, five years. Five, by, fire right? him, trade the team. It's just like God, it's God, been it's twenty games, y'all. But like I said, it's it's they've set the bar so high, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and it, it's just a different social media and and twenty four hour news has made the world different. Everyone is loud, everyone has a voice, and it's it's just like you said, what what have you done for me now? What have you done for me lately? Mm-hmm. I like how you bring up twenty four hour news because that's that's really what it is. It's constant, bro. Mm. And, All of and, us in here are, are reporters. You know what yeah. I mean. At any point, you know these two guys could send what we're talking about right now, and that's news. Yeah. You know what I mean. So it's just like it's constant, always they information overload of information. About. Yeah, they need something to talk about around the clock every day. Yeah, and a lot of recency bias too. In my opinion, yeah. I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I you know I work for ESPN, and 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 no matter what, the Lakers are going to be talked about whether they're winning or losing every day. Somehow, some way, some kind of reference. Mm. You know what I mean. And it's just like. That's just what it is when you're yeah. that team. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to I want to talk about both of you guys playing playing time, career and stuff. Um, you guys both play for the Clippers and the Lakers, and Lamar told me that it's black and white, like being playing for the Clippers, playing for the Lakers. I wanted to get your insight on what it was like being a Laker, especially with Kobe, um, and then being a Clipper Nothing with like Lob it. City. <laughs> no Nothing Kobe. Like Nothing like it. Being a Laker with Kobe and then be on the Clippers, no Kobe. That, I mean, Kobe, <laughs> but it's just like me. that team. You know what I mean? I mean, when I went there, I, th- this team won two championships. You know, with L and Powell mm-hmm. and Big Bynum, who had 20 cars with all the front seats taken out. He drove from the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We had um, we had a good team. Steve Blake, you know, my little smoke buddy. You know what I mean? Steve used to dip off all the time and, I mean, burn it down. Uh, we had a good good solid team you know what i mean but then on top of it it's just like learning and and for me being from cali i grew up a laker fan you know showtime magic worthy rambus you know the, the hot tub up in the in, in the form you know what i mean like that was what basketball was to me so to have an opportunity to put on that jersey 
and then just understand the love that comes with you. you know, I played for a handful of teams, several teams uh, during my career, and I mean, the, they always talk about, you know, oh, you used to play for the Lakers. Let's you know give it up to Matt the Goat. We went to UCLA and played for the LA Lakers. Well, and I, the Clippers. I'm a Trojan. And the Clippers. I'm a Trojan. I'll clap for, I'll clap for the Lakers. I went to USC. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's all, you know, the, the L.A. love I have is, is is heavy, you know what I mean? And it's, but still there's nothing like being a Laker. But then being a Clipper, I felt like we took, we had a really good Clipper team our first year. Yeah, we <clears throat> um, You know, I, I felt like, I know I did, we took pride in trying to put a, a team that's been the doormat of the league, you know, on the map. You know, mm -hmm. we won the first division title uh, in team history. And I felt like with that team, we should at least play for a title. But we couldn't get out of our own ways, but... I enjoyed both experience, but again, to me, I got a champion chance to be on that 17 Warriors team, uh, you know, in the midst of their dynasty, and, and that shit was wild, but still nothing like being a Laker hmm. <clears throat> with Kobe. Yeah. Um, so, speaking of 2011, your first year with the Lakers, um, coming off back-to-back, -back, what, what happened in the playoffs? I, I want to get, because I've never brought this up to you. So for both of you guys, like what happened? I know shit happened with Phil talking about how he's not coming back. That was in the middle of the playoffs, correct? Yeah, I don't even know if that really affected us like that. Um, I think we probably, as a group, probably got a little tired. You know, because we went through the wars with um, Phoenix when we were up 3-1, then getting smacked by Boston, then, um, you know, beating Orlando, then beating Boston. Then another year, Probably and I just, came. Yeah, I came at you know I came that last year. You know, know what I mean? mean. So I came on the tail end. You know, we had a handful. I was trying to bring some new energy, but it, I don't think fans know. Obviously, you were physically beat, but tell them about how hard, the mental side of it. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Not, it's like over consistent like, years. Like it, you, it's, over, it's an overload. Like, it's over, right? Your mind is fried. You're done. You know what I mean? Like, All it takes is one little. Then the first game we beat in Dallas. Um, Sort of like how that game ended um, yesterday. Beating them the whole game. Right. You guys lost by like two, right? Then they come game back. One. Yeah, and they beat us and swept us off the court. And Dallas went to go along, go along to mm -hmm. win a championship. That was one of the greatest runs ever. We yeah, just spoke was, about yeah, it. Yeah, that was oh. a tough run. Who, so. they, who Dallas went through to get to their title that year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, speaking of Phil, what was like the number one – best lesson slash advice each of you have ever received from him me yeah patience patience through meditation whatever it takes you get there take your time i mean that comes back to you know the fans patience oh. you know what i mean i think patience trust if you get on the court under phil jackson he trusts you out there yeah you know what i mean and that that's a lot because you see coaches that try to completely control the game, call every play, up, screaming, running down the sidelines. And if that's the way they rock, that's the way they rock. But Phil sat his motherfucking ass on his chair. If he put you in the game, he let you play through mistakes. And if he sings something, he would whistle his fingers. And, you know. Mm -hmm. I know that whistle. It, it was like you said, it was, it was it's just, it's, there's different levels. Yeah. And, you know, Lamar got extended years for it. You know, I, I got one year of it. And, uh, you know, we kind of bonded because he, you know, he had to, he was stepping away because he had, you know, some health issues yeah. and, you know, the same health issues that took my mom, you know what I mean? So I went outside the box and kind of, you know, started talking to him and we start texting back and forth about it and start texting about the games because that was the year I tore my knee. So I was out for like eight weeks 
Um, and we would text after games about, you know, what I saw, what he thought. I'm just like, yeah, what the fuck? I'm texting with Phil Jackson about <laughs> Lakers strategy. Uh, you know what I mean? And then we're talking about, you know, you know, my experience, his experience, mm -hmm. what he's going through health-wise, too. And it's just like, damn, this is crazy. You know what I mean? So although mine was a year, like mine was a – we didn't win. But it get, it, when, it, when it comes just in regards to a, being coached by one of the greatest coaches of all time and really getting a chance to know him as a person, too, um, that was high up on my list. Yeah. I mean, I obviously don't know Phil, but like just the story that people tell about him, it well, seems he's like he's extremely relatable. No matter how zen and over there he seems, you know, that he is, he's extremely relatable. I, mm -hmm. I, I love that about him. One thing I wish I would have got to do, obviously, is win a championship, but also smoke a joint with him. But that's still not <laughs> out the window. You can go. He's yeah, in Montana, yeah. right? You got to get him you on Take it out to Montana. You get him on the show. Yeah. Right <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's close up soon. I just want to, it would be a crime if I didn't bring this up. And you, you already know what I'm going to bring up. And. Before, every time, you know, we have a show, I put out a little uh, area for people to submit questions mm -hmm. or topics. The number one thing was the moment, the iconic moment with you and Kobe when you're in Orlando and you mm -hmm. ball fake. So I know you talk about it a hundred times, yeah. probably more, but just walk me through that and how it's changed over the years, how you view that play and how it's changed over the years. Uh, it was just, you know, it was a situation where these teams had faced each other in the finals and... You know, I got to Orlando and we felt like, you know, we added myself, Vince Carter, yeah, was pussy. and Jason Williams. <laughs> and we wasn't. That was the problem. Like, like they thought we were. Like they thought they was just gonna walk all over us the way Trev was all in Hito's face and other shit. That like we was a different team. Bro. You know, we saw that. We saw the way that the Lakers like mentally bullied these dudes the year before. <laughs> So that I I've never been about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we you know we we was just like, we had Brandon Bass too. He wasn't about that. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Tough. So so we kind of changed just kind of that mentality. And that was to me that was just a competitive game. I think it was like March. It was coming towards the end of the season. We were both having good years. I think the Lakers beat us in LA and 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 we got them in Orlando. But it was again getting a chance to know Kobe. You know I, I met him when I I was in college at UCLA. He just got to the Lakers and you know saw him work out and be on campus and got to kind of know him as a person and then just kind of knew like he's the bar so that's you know I, i'm gonna look forward to getting a chance to compete against him every night because uh, to me he's the one you know if not the greatest one of mm -hmm. the greatest ever you know what i mean so it was just always a, a challenge for me like i you know i want to make him work for everything you know if he scores 30 i want to make him take you know 25 30 right. shots you know go to the line man's the ultimate know, competitor eight to nine times oh, i know it that just yeah it was just to me i just want it easy you know what I mean? And at the same time, that's what he respected about me, you know, once we became teammates and brothers. But um, the ball fake, it was just a back and forth. And, and, and Elle to tell you, like, Kobe is a, a killer, but also a, a, a mental dude. He'll fuck with you and then not. He'll elbow you in your sternum or hit you here. Or I got a dunk tip on him. That motherfucker elbowed me from, like, like my nuts to here to up under my chin. <laughs> and, and the ref is standing right there and don't say, you know no what I mean? Corner. So it's just like, yeah, so I was on something. I it was funny because... If you watch our last interview with Kobe on all the smoke, I like I was ready to fight. Yeah. He laughed like I, that's where I was gonna take it. So like the ball fake shit wasn't like I'm gonna ball fake this motherfucker. Like it mm. never crossed my mind. Right. It just happened. Like literally, my fucking his hand. His, he was staring there right in my motherfucking face. Like, Man, fuck you. Like, I, wanna, you know, like, I wanna fight you. That's what I was on. And the ball fake shit happened. But if you look at me. I'm looking at the play develop. Like I'm not even really thinking too much of the ball fake. I don't know how close it comes until, you know, it's all over the news. But it's weird. Like it's 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 been a, obviously a viral moment and a meme. And you know, I but coached. Kobe, I don't know, but he kind of 
I don't know what happened with your relationship after that, but he like respects people that. Yeah, well, I mean that's. Him. I mean well, that's he, how he recruited, I came. You know? yeah. That's how I came. Like I said, so I was, you know, some funny shit happened in the Orlando front office. I was told some things that that didn't come to fruition. So I'm thinking I'm moving on. So I get a call from Pat Riley, like, hey, you know trying to build something special over here. He kind of let me into what was going on. Um, D-Wade got one of the calls, so I'm thinking I'm going from Orlando to Miami, and this is when they were putting the Beatles together or the Heatles or whatever the fuck they were called. Um, but then I get a random call from a number I don't know, like, and I don't ever, ever answer my phone, ever. And for some reason, I just picked it up, and it was Cole. And we just talked back and forth, and he, he, you know, he told me anyone crazy enough to fuck with me is crazy enough to play with me. He's like, do you want to be a Laker? Like, who the fuck is this? Yeah, right. You know, so I'm just thinking, and it's just like, I'm like, yeah. And like, literally four days later, you know, I'm a Laker. So you look back the year before when, you know, like like L said, like, Cole respects that. He, you know, cause, you know he always had issues with Ron. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So he's just like, fuck, let me. There's just so many players, you know, I, that I've seen, like, really, really good players that have really good fan bases that some of them are, like, top 75. That when it came to playing against my dude, they ain't really played with the same no. energy and, and enthusiasm. No. no. Why? Why though? Because he was built different. It's almost. I don't know if it was scared. How? Why would you be scared to play basketball? But. But he put. No, nah, I mean possession yeah. from possession to possession. You guard him. I'm gonna guard you. I'm gonna you guard me. I'm gonna guard you. No, you. Like, yeah, you can't. Don't enough. leave me. Come back to me. Like yeah. you guard me. I'm. A, yeah. Like nah. A lot of people not. He was different. Built for that. Different. So. Yeah, it was, it was, and you know, from there we became brothers. You know what I mean? Like he opened up right away. I was surprised he opened up right away. Like he used to want, like I would, you know, we we would fly on trips and and Envy, what you doing? I'm like I'm about to go back to the room and burn, and I don't know, I'm chilling. He's like, let's let's step out. I'm like, huh? Like he want like, want we started going out every once in a while. I remember one time I went walking with Stack when he was playing on the team but wasn't playing and. I told Stack, he's like, yeah, right, he ain't coming. I was like, bro, he wants to go out. I'd like, rather, we're in Milwaukee, I don't want to motherfucking go out. But sure enough, me and him went out and had a good time. and just started vibing, and I had my twins. My twins were young at the time, and from the rip, he was just super dope to them. You know, obviously him being a girl dad, like two little boys that, that loved him to death. He was Uncle Cole from the rip, so he was sending shoes. Literally, they got their last pair of shoes from Cole like two weeks before he passed. Like wow. every time a new shoe came out, they'd send the twin shoes. Hinston, their basketball team shoes. Uh, you know, he was coaching Jeej. I'm coaching the Twins, and we would talk the night before tournaments because they're all out in Orange County. Like, yo, what time you play? Like, we would play sometimes two hours before Gigi would play, and he would come and watch the Twins. Wow. And these little motherfuckers are like eight or nine. You know, yeah. like, you know what the basketball is at that level. Yeah. But the fact that he would come out and show that, and we would go to their games, it was just like it was on a different level. So I was just blessed to, in a short amount of time, although it was a long window, a short amount of time really knowing Kobe and and being able to not know Kobe Bryant the man not the mamba and be able to vibe on that level and 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 can call him like call him a brother like mm -hmm. that was that was dope that's special i mean cuz he yeah. also had a connection with your with your two your two twins the boys like literally when i tell you like and it's funny i had the video i, I posted on my story maybe like a month ago but it was like two weeks before he passed he remastered one of his shoes and just released it and the boys had just got it and their whole team got it 
like two weeks before he passed. Yeah. It was just like, damn. Like, he looked up, up until the day. Yeah. Again, he was one of the superstars. I mean, you see superstars and everybody's different to each his own. But, you know, what superstars are holding like little academies at his, at his gym and, and trying to show the next generation like these are, this, you know, look at the look at the students under that. You know, Jason Tatum, you know what I mean? Kyrie. Yeah, that's Kyrie. What I said. He was definitely in a different you know place I mean? in his life because he wasn't really giving away his dreams. No, not until it was over. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, he worked my twins out for their birthday. I surprised them for their birthday. I remember birthday. that. And he made one of them cry, and I loved it. I'm just like, that's, if that ain't a fucking no day, way. that's yeah. not Kobe. Yeah. I remember he had me come out. He had me come out to one of his camps in Santa Barbara one time. And I was. it was that summer we got swept by Dallas, and I still, my knee still wasn't feeling right. So we're going to play three on three. I'm like, cool. I'm thinking it's going to be nice and easy. When I tell you Kobe was in game seven mode, blocking <laughs> shots, dunking on a kid, made a kid fall down, jumpers, like not letting him get shit off. <laughs> And I'm over here tripping out. I, man, I, I, there's probably video. I hope someone has the video. I'm over here tripping out. Like, what the fuck is this dude? Like, I mean, hell, he was going. The kids weren't getting shots off. He's dunking. He made a kid fall. Like, what the fuck? These are like, I think, I think they're like 12 or 13 years old. But there was no, there was no mercy. You know, there's no... And that was him, you know what I mean? But uh, you, you find out once you break the wall down off the court, cool, laugh and talk shit, mm. talk back and forth, talk big shit. You know what I mean? And it's just like he showed the world one side, but if you're lucky enough, you know, like we were to yeah. see the other side, man, it was special. <clears throat> yeah, and speaking, you guys both had a good relationship with, with Kobe, like brothers. Um, if you can remember, you know, do you have a favorite Kobe story? Because that's another thing. People want to hear these Kobe stories, and you guys were extremely close with him. So if each one, each one of you guys can share one. Oh, shit. Um, I think mine would be not even basketball. It would, it would just be something with my kids. You know what I mean? Like I said, to you're Kobe Bryant. You know what I mean? And you're going to work my kids out for, you know, an hour. Um, That was special because they were just so blown away by it. And, and it changed them as kids, too. You know what I mean? They always refer. They have their own podcast now, and they, they refer back to that moment, and it's dope. And then outside of that, I would just say the, uh, the last time I saw him, you know, we – People say, you know, we, we possibly shot his last interview, but it was just we went out to his office in Orange County and we went in his office and he was just so adamant about, you know, f f not I wouldn't say flushing, but <laughs> he wanted people to forget the Kobe Laker. And he's like, watch these next 20. He wanted people mm -hmm. to, like, respect that business. I've already won Oscars. I'm running a hedge fund, um, writing books, um, continuing to take my mentality that i dominated 20 years in sports and i'm taking it to business and i'm aligning myself with people who are smarter than me and like you think you saw this basketball player wait till you see this mind and he was just so adding and it was dope because we were just sitting back in his office chilling as he was kind of breaking this shit down i'm just like damn this motherfucker's about to kill business too you know what i mean like that's just what he just he always wanted to be the best at whatever he was doing, you know what I mean? And he applied himself, and if he, if he had any holes in his game or any holes in his knowledge, he would read and figure the shit out, you know what I mean? So, again, I just, getting a chance to see that side of him, I think that's my favorite moment. I'm just sitting here thinking um, thinking about what a blessing it was just to be, um, like, around him and have some of that stardust. Rub off on you. Yeah, rub off on the you. The mind, the mental. Yeah, that mind, that mental, that work ethic. Mm -hmm. You know, the mama mentality just rub off on you. I would go out to Orange County and work out with him. 
and we would be on the track at 4 30 before the sun comes up so it's every rain. day was so like an, ex an extreme we, blessing really after that in the gym lifting so hard that i didn't feel like i could lift my arms and then after that right to the gym and that was a and i prided myself on working hard you know what i mean like i always wanted to be one of the most in shape people because i know i can run all day and do this do this when i when i started doing his workouts i'm like i see hmm. you know what i mean i see like i feel like god gave him so much talent but he didn't take that talent for granted like he thanked god every day for the work he put in on top of the god-given talent he had special different different yeah so i want to shift and talk about all the smoke because personally <clears throat> i think it is the best sports not even sports the best podcast out right now um and i want to kind of talk about how you know you retired from the nba a couple of years go by and then you start this podcast and now it, everyone knows all the smoke it's like a yeah man it's been a blessing it's it it was lucky i'd probably say the biggest thing about it was luck um Jack retired like a few years before I did and I got out and I have no planning to go into, into media at all like talking I just felt like I'm cool D don't want to do it um I want to go full-time into cannabis but then one up my homegirls who's an agent just just like you know you've over so so, so well spoken in your interviews you never you never thought about doing media I'm like nah I'm cool because you know like he'll tell you like as a as a as an athlete like you didn't really there was a maybe a couple people you fuck with in the media but for the most part you didn't fuck with the media um so i tried it and i started doing well then started getting positive feedback and um jack was doing the same thing and we were at my place uh up in the bay smoking chilling and i was like you know I kept I was like, we gotta do something. What could we do together? You know, what could we do together? And I'm just like, fuck it. Let's. I was like, let's do a podcast. He's like, what's the podcast? I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, but I know. And this is this is 17, 18, it's 2018, maybe. I'm 17. Well, no, 18. I mean, 20, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I was just like, I don't know what it is, but I know we could smoke, we can cuss, and we could drink. You know what I mean? Because like, I'm ESPN, like working for Disney. That's a straight line you got to walk. You yep. know, yep. on the air. Um, but I just thought we could be more of us, more real, more transparent. Um, you know, kind of not necessarily have a filter. And I happened to, um, through a friend of a friend, met a, a guy at Showtime who had just started the. They were starting Showtime basketball. He's like, you got to meet my friend. They're starting this new wing of Showtime. I'm like, Showtime, like the movie channel? They're like, yeah, but they're doing digital stuff now, and it's, you know, this whole content wave. You need to meet them. Met with them at the Lowe's Hotel in Santa Monica. Pitched my idea. No sizzle, no nothing. I'm just like, I want a, a man cave vibe, um, being able to smoke, drink, and talk shit. And without making my guests feel like I have a microphone in the right. It's like forced. Like, I feel like regardless of your celebrity or not, like the best times come when you're watching the game with the homies chilling. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, that conversation is legendary on, mm -hmm. on several different levels. So I just wanted to be able to put a camera on that. Um, really kind of my first time doing any real TV shit. And he bought it. And next thing you know, we, you know, our first year out the gate, we win sports podcast of the year. Mm. You know what I mean? So then from there, just, door started opening and i was just like yo you could really make good money off this shit um like i'm a i'm gonna learn it yeah. so i started learning the business um and, and started negotiating deals and talking to different companies and being able to merge iheart with showtime now so we're paid for our audio and our digital um 
and just kind of understanding that, you know, although there's a lot of different podcasts out there, like, I feel like, you know, we kind of set the bar. Because it was authentic. Yeah, with who we are and just what we're about, you know, the guests we've been able to have, um, you know, let's really go. Let's try to lead the way. You know what I mean? Let's try to, and, and, and what I didn't realize, because I wasn't coming in thinking, but how many people had inspired to do it? You know what mm. I mean? It's how many athletes or, or former athletes or didn't even make it to the highest level. Like, Joe, we just love how real you guys are and we appreciate it and we started this and what do you think? And I, I think that's dope. You know what I mean? To, and that's what we're here for, to, you know, to inspire, you know mm. what I mean? And, and, and show people. And I feel like, especially me, like, and even Jack, but to me for sure, like I was a role player my entire career, you know what I mean? And the hustle and grind I've put in my post career, like I've been able to move like you would have thought, like I was a eight time all-star, you yeah. know what I mean? With the amount of like the ESPN and mm-hmm. Showtime. You were the Kings. The Kings mm-hmm. and the Clippers and, you know, all the shit I'm being able to do. So it's just like, I feel like I'm a more obtainable gold and like you know lebron and stuff right. like these guys are you know what i mean they're different you know what i mean so just like i want to show people man like anybody could really do it if you if you get your grind on and um you know luckily that that, that has inspired people and 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 you know, we, we continue to, to 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 climb yeah i mean as a fan speaking those are the podcasts that we want to hear you jj reddick yeah. draymond some people that have actually been in the game yeah. Yeah. and the humanized I, I think we have a way of you know we had lamar but i feel like lamar knows that i'm not on no bullshit i'm not gonna ask none of them you're not baiting people yeah, to like, I, I don't want to go viral for the wrong reason i want people to go viral for learning more about lamar and, and it's special for me too because most of these people are my friends so i get to see a deeper side of them right. but i also get a chance to humanize them yeah. you know like he feels comfortable enough to share shit with me that he wouldn't necessarily say to no one else like my favorite thing on our show is like man we've never i've never said this to nobody i mean that means you've i've done my job as a host you know making you feel comfortable enough that you feel like open up there's no cameras right damn i'm just telling you this you know and and especially with that you know the will smith we were so blessed to get will smith that's crazy Uh, we're dropping that but how open and and transparent he was like he laughed he cried he talked shit he told jokes like and that was my first time meeting Will Smith. Wow. You know what I mean? But I just felt that, you know, he, he told us he'd watched the show and he felt comfortable enough to be able to let his guard down. And, I mean, that you know, that's the top of the mountain right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially after everything he's been through. Um, so it's just like, I, I think, you know, we try to create a vibe every show. Uh, we want you comfortable. You know, people come, we listen to music, you know, depending on where we're at, you know, we could have a drink, smoke, and just get comfortable and, and, and instead of just jumping right in. And, and, and I just think, like, that combination has been successful for people to kind of really feel like they can come and just have a real conversation like there's no cameras there. Right. Mm. And it clearly shows. Yeah, thank you. Mm. Yeah, congratulations. Appreciate that, man. So uh, let's let's finish it off with four quick hitters. Just like yeah. it's not like a long answer mm-hmm. for both of you guys. Um, first question: Who was your toughest defensive matchup? Kobe. Well, who guarded Easy. me the best, or who was hardest to guard? Hardest to guard. You said Zebo, right? Yeah, he was a problem, mm-hmm. non-jumping ass. <laughs> I mean, I was lucky. You know, I got a chance to guard him and Dirk, Kobe. Bron, Melo, Ginobili, D. Wade, Paul Pierce, T. Mac, Ron Artest. I had to switch on this motherfucker. Like I just had, a ch- and I loved it because, like I said, I'm a defensive-minded type, football, physical type player. So I just like the chance to get to guard the best players in the world every single night. Like that shit was dope to me. That was both of you guys. Yeah. Dope to me. Favorite NBA moment. 
Start with Matt. Uh, my favorite moment was my kids getting to experience me winning a championship with Golden State. Like, Coach Kerr, the Warriors, hats off. I'm showing them love, but let them travel on the team playing. They're in practices. They're staying in the hotel. They're eating with us. They're watching film. They're shooting with Steph and KD in the Western Conference Finals after practice. Wow. Like, so they're on the fucking stage when we get the, the trophies, and these old motherfuckers are trying to get the trophies from Steph and KD. It's just for eight-year-old kids to be able to experience that, man. And then I got them championship rings, too. I definitely said that's my favorite NBA moment. Hello? Um... Six minute year war. Mm. I don't think people remember how fucking good this dude right here was. Six minute year war. I appreciate that, man. Nah, but for real, but like you were a six eleven dude from the rip that could do everything. Like one of the first big guys that could really handle the ball like a guard. You know what I mean? And his ability to do <coughs> all that shit was that's real shit. I appreciate that. Yeah. Nah, like, you was a motherfucker, bro. <laughs> Two more. Six, man. That's dope. Does Dwight Howard fall, in, fall into your top 75? No question. Prime Dwight Howard? 100%. Fucking joke. See him killing over in Taiwan. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm talking about... Yeah, he definitely a goat. I've never felt more comfortable playing defense... With all due respect to playing defense with Kobe and Ron Artest, yeah. I never felt more comfortable guarding my guy than I did with Dwight. Because you know, because I knew if they happened to get you. by me and I beat him up and they still got by me, he was Dwight right. will block that shit or he'll hard foul people too. Like Dwight was a big buff smiling motherfucker, but Dwight will put his forearm, you know, yeah. in your chest. It man. was physical enough, man. But he could have been more physical too. Yeah, imagine that. But probably with the ball, he could have been more. physical. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, easy call. Dwight Howard, easy. And I Last think he's more uh, in the middle of the list. I don't even think he's at the back end of the 75 list. I with agree. all due respect, I yeah. think he's more, move him more towards the front. I agree with you. And I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna name names, but there's guys that Dwight Howard is clearly better than that are in the top 75. So and you never want to like, disrespect nobody. That, no. You mean who's on that? But there's definitely. I mean, you think about him, Vince, T Mac. There's some guys that miss the top 75 that are like, huh? Oh. We watched the same game? Mm. <coughs> What's fucked up is <coughs> it's people that never played the game that are making the majority of these decisions instead of guys that play. Right. You know, and really knew what it was like. Like, you always see Kobe like, oh, Kobe's not in my top five, but Kobe's not in my top ten. But those are always, like, analysts or reporters. Not my, You ask motherfuckers who played against them or with them, it's a whole other story. That was actually the last question. What, top five, top all, five time? all the time? That's so hard. My top five all time. MJ, Kobe, LeBron, Magic, Shaq. Mm. I like that a lot. <laughs> Shaq got in there. Who's yours? Um, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, um, Magic Johnson. LeBron James. That last spot, some motherfucker, boy. You got Keem out there. You got Bird out there. You got Wilt out there. You got Bill Russell out there. 
Will Chamberlain. I'm gonna go Will Chamberlain. Over Shaq. Oh, that's so hard. It's like yeah, it's hard. Depends on who, right. when, how I'm feeling. Does it matter? No. No, that's for that's for the fans. You that's know, for the fans? they just wanna. So many, so many people great in their own way, man. Yeah. Yeah. So many people are great in their own way. I had a great time. This was actually our first guest of the late show. Thank so you. Yeah, I just want to say thank you so much, on, Matt, man. for coming out. We had to do it. I seen L in the McDonald's line the other day. And I knew <laughs> it. Yeah. We had already been talking back and forth. I was like, Dad, I just seen this motherfucker. I got to do the pod. Let's go yeah. do it. And congratulations on everything that going, that's going on for you, man, thank podcast. You very much. And Appreciate yeah, that. It's really it's amazing. And we'll see you on the next episode. Peace. Thank you for watching Believe. You can find more great content at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.